welcome to episode 171 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Traditionally speaking, the odd episodes were introduced by my co-host Scotty Trickett. However, Scotty is no longer the co-host of this fine podcast, um, sadly enough. So I am I'm running with it. I'm taking on the odds. And um, that means that the evens will go to whoever will be co-hosting with me in the future. We don't know who that will be yet. So in the meantime, the Channel 5 News crew have incredibly all put up their hands and said they are willing to support and be my co-hosts in the caretaker period. And to kick off with, we thought it would be, and when I say we, I'm talking also about Scotty because I had a chat about you know, how things might work with him. And he is 100% in agreement that it only makes sense that the very first person to be the co-host with me would be PK, Paul Kitching, who was also the first ever roving reporter to join the then Channel 4 News crew, which morphed into the Channel 5 News crew. So, PK, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers. G'day, Mel. How are you? I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm good and I am good, but I'm still, you know, feeling my way here. It's, it's going to be a bit of a transitionary period for me as um, we, we, you know, forge into the future without Scotty. I thank you so much, PK, for joining me and um, holding my hand through this first episode. I really, really appreciate it. Well, can I just say it's an absolute honour. I feel... Like, uh, I don't know, it's like, you know, the birth of my two girls, uh, witnessing Sturt winning the grand final, uh, appearing as a co-host uh, on the, the uh, Parkrun Adventurers podcast. It's up there with the highlights of my life. Let's, uh, and, uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It, no, when, when, you, when you contacted me about it, I was like, wow. Uh, I remember the days when I would just send through the files and, you know, hope that they, I made sense as a roving reporter and, uh, and I got pretty obsessed in that first year. I'm, I'm thinking back now, you, you reminded me of some of the, uh, the adventures that I had and I, and I reported on. But, um, and it's been, what, three and a bit years, three and a half years now that uh, I've been honoured. And, and, and thank you, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a big journey and uh, it's been uh, a lot of fun and, uh, and really, and I've got to thank both you and, uh, and Scott for what you have created because, um, Gosh, we are what years down the track now, and and it's evolved, hasn't it? It's it's evolved, and uh, and I suppose and so, some evolutions um, happen because they have to. Some evolutions happen because they you're made to. And I know um, this one, you know, you were pretty emotional uh, in the, in the last last week. And those who have listened to it, if you haven't, you should go back and have a listen because I think that that in itself is a milestone it, it, um, episode one seventy. If you haven't listened to it, people. Uh, and you're listening to this in the future, go back and listen to 170 because it really is um, a line in the sand, I believe, uh, for the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Yes, definitely a line and everything's going to be different from here. And uh, hopefully, hopefully everyone sticks with us. I've had a lot of messages in the last week and I've spoken to a lot of people. Um, there was the Parkrun Australia Ambassador Conference on the weekend. And so I saw a lot of people in person who um, are devout listeners of the pod. And, you know, th- many people messaged and said that 
there should have been a warning not to listen to it while driving because it was dangerous. Um, and, yeah, it sounds like we weren't the only ones to get emotional. And I know what it's like. I'm, I'm one of those uh, sympathetic criers. So if, if my friends get upset, I get upset. And, yeah, it, it was it was real. It was real. And I reckon you, you must have had the muse on a bit because every time I could hear you listening back to it, like, you know, sniffling away, and it was it was beautiful. It was raw and, and real. And like Scotty said, he like he, he ripped the Band-Aid off, you know, and which I think was really well done. And it was emotional times. There's so much love for Scott out there, as we know, and um, especially and not in just within the Parkrun world, but within the, the roving reporters world as well. You know, and all of us reporters was very evident in the in our, you know, private group that we've got going on where we chat about everything that we're doing and um yeah that was very evident and um scotty we miss you uh and uh, we're gonna we're gonna forge forge on without you and uh and do our best and and, and as i said it's an honor just to be one of the co-hosts and i look forward to hearing from all my fellow reporters and 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 the different nuances and and the different uh i suppose interests that they have that they can bring to this awesome world that you've created It'll be fun. There will be fun to be had. That is for sure. And speaking of fun, PK, where were you at Park Run last weekend? Oh well, look. Uh, I uh, I have to be honest. I was back home at Mount Barker. Um, it's been a while. Um, I've had a few weeks off with um, sport. Uh, but um, but I was uh, the RD at Mount Barker on the weekend. Uh, we had a great day. It was um, it were there were a few milestones. Um, I yeah, as RD. Um, you know, you hope everything goes well, and, and it did. It was a bit eventful. There, there, at one point, I did have to ride out on the course, borrow someone's bike with the defib, you know, on in one hand. Um, but um, all it was all okay. I didn't even find uh, the what could have been an issue. It was obviously it was all covered. But I did get to see the whole course <laughs> on a bike, and um, and uh, and it meant to, I, I got to enjoy the beautiful. Uh, surrounds of the Laratinga wetlands and hear the bird life, etc. So I got to see our course a little bit different, uh, unplanned, uh, but um, uh, it was it was another awesome park run. Um, how about you? Where, where were you? Well, I know where you were, but what which park run did you do? Well, well hold on. I, I need to go back to this. You had to bike a defib out to the course. What was <laughs> – did somebody put a call in for the defib or you were just told that there was a, an accident or something? Uh, like. Uh, a young lads, actually, young Jackson. He came up to me. He actually he came first, and uh, by the time he came over the line, he ran up to me and he said, "Mate, there's someone. Uh, someone's collapsed um, out uh, about about a k out." And I went, oh, "Okay." So I, he actually had also done the um, the, the the course uh, checker roll. So he'd actually had his bike there. He'd done the course um, checker roll um, on his bike. So I borrowed his bike and grabbed the defib, not knowing. Um, what was happening um, and so madly <laughs> got on the bike, ra- rode out, and there's a photo of me on our Facebook, um, on the bike to find out what had happened. But, of course, I was looking for someone on the ground and um, and kept on riding and couldn't find anyone. And I, I wish I'd actually asked some of the people that were like I was madly r- riding past, but as it turns out, by the time I got like I couldn't see anyone, I kept asking all these people. They hadn't seen anyone and clearly what had happened Someone had had an incident. I believe it was an asthma attack. I've since heard there was also an epileptic fit as well. So I had two um, in- potential incidences, and Carol will be pleased to know I reported both of them. Um, but, but they were both, um, uh, thankfully, not real incidences, even though they were incidences, <laughs> but they certainly did not require the defib. Although a few people did say to me they saw the look of fear in my eyes of, you know, the RD that has to deal with a major incident um, whilst riding with the defib in their hand. <laughs> 
Well, and that's the thing, like, did you, with all that adrenaline, did you need the defib when you got over? Like, at the end, did you sort of come to a stop and say, all right, now, this is for me? I did think that. Well, and, clear, and also, because it was a little bit chilly up there, Mount Bike was up in the hills, and I had my thermals on under jeans um, and three layers on my top and a vest, and I was riding madly on the bike. I was a little bit warm when I got back, so. <laughs> Far out. My goodness. Well done you, anyway, for responding so quickly. My parkrun day was nowhere near as eventful as that. I mean, it was it was a great morning. I was at Kira Parkrun um, on the, well, yeah, it is technically Gold Coast. It's just snuck into Queensland pretty much, Kira, whereas we were staying in accommodation in New South Wales, but we walked to parkrun, so we crossed the border wow. from New South Wales into Queensland to get to parkrun on Saturday morning, only a 2K walk. So it was a nice gentle warm-up for those that were doing the course. I have actually run at Cura before, so I thought I would take the opportunity to uh, volunteer this time and see it from that perspective because everyone knows I love volunteering. So uh, I was photographer. Awesome. Absolutely unnecessary because there were so many social media ambassadors who just, you know, they came for a run, but they also bought their five foot long lenses, etc., and all their fancy photography equipment. Whereas I just had my little phone um, that I was taking snaps out on the course with. So uh, I'm not even sure if my photos have been uploaded yet because all the other ones were just so brilliant. It's like, well, I didn't really need mine. I still had a great morning, you know, after after the event, the uh, wonderful Gary Murphy, who was up from Victoria for the weekend as well, attending the conference. He was running around in his propeller hat and he came and... I saw the propeller hat. I saw William Barlow did as uh, posted a great video that features the pre- propeller hat working. So it's worth uh, um, uh, looking that one up on YouTube, indeed. Absolutely. He's a fine man, Will Barlow. I believe he's celebrating a milestone himself this coming weekend, PK. Yes, go, Will. I believe you're doing your 250 this weekend at uh, Ginandera. Is that how I pronounce it? Yes. Go, Will. Yeah, but so uh, after he had run, he he came over and stood around near where I was and was uh, cheering and giving high fives out and things like that. He actually got swooped by a magpie. Some a magpie felt threatened by his propeller, I'm guessing, and it was literally while he was standing right across from me. I thought, oh, it's magpie season already. It's not even September yet, and they're already out. So fortunately, he was unharmed and untouched by said magpie, and. Um, no second attempt was made, which was good. Um, but, yeah, I, I had a great morning. There was a wonderful vibe going on. Everybody was so happy. It was just – it was a really just warm, genuinely lovely parkrun day. And it's at the beach. You can't argue with the, the view from the beach. It looked gorgeous. I've seen, yeah, the photos and the video, as I said. And and the conference, uh, for those playing at home, what, what was that all about? Well, uh, once a year, Parkrun Australia hosts uh, an ambassador conference, which is an opportunity for ambassadors across the country to get together and um, basically live and breathe Parkrun for a couple of days and come away rejuvenated and inspired about the work that uh, the volunteers do. Uh, because, you know, we all get so much from volunteering. It's it's such a gaining experience. And and yeah, that's pretty much what conference is about. I had the privilege of being the MC this year. Many thanks to Dave Robbo for being out of the country, so he um, he couldn't do it. <laughs> I was I was option number two, or possibly further down the list. Um, 
how I I don't know how many other names were on the list before they arrived at mine, but I was very honoured and privileged to be there and do it and had a good time. Lots of fun um, behind the mic. I'm sure you nailed it, Mel. Uh, I've got serious FOMO far out. When I when I saw that uh, uh, Paul and Charlie Butler and Greta and others yeah, from South Australia were heading off to the Gold Coast, I'm like, what? where are you guys going? What are you doing? And then and they told me and I'm like, oh, FOMO. Far out, but I saw a few photos. Tell me more about, I mean, without, I mean, what goes on behind, hey, what goes on at conference, that stays at conference, I understand. But um, I did notice a, a bit of a dress-up, and I know you love a dress-up. Tell me more about the dress-ups. Yeah, we had, there was a, a Hawaiian theme um, for for the dress-up. So basically it's just, you know, the dinner on Saturday night. It's not compulsory, but everybody um, or, or the majority of people really run with it and um, the Hawaiian theme was lovely I wanted to get my pineapple dress out from years and years ago and I did get it out at home and I definitely do not fit into it anymore Uh, becoming a mother has definitely changed my body in more ways than one so I no longer fit into my pineapple dress which um, is quite sad I'm gonna have to make some alterations so I got my backup Hawaiian outfit because everyone has a backup Hawaiian outfit somewhere in their cupboard I'm sure and um, just did the ordinary grass skirt and uh, Hawaiian shirt um, with with multiple lays of multiple rainbow type colors and yeah it was good fun I, I also made a little costume for Emmett this was his first um, time at conference Wesley stayed at home and Emmett got dressed up as a little miniature pineapple <laughs> now tell me uh, by doing Kira did that add to one of these um, indexes that I keep hearing about and that I keep <laughs> about? Did it, um, did it, I, don't know, I know there are a number of indexes. Uh, did it uh, register on one of those? It would have contributed to the long game of my V index because yeah. I was volunteering as photog- as photographer, yeah. Right. Now, uh, again, for those playing at home, and this is me just tapping in as a uh, as a, a casual listener, I, um, I've got I've, I've got to you know, peel, the, peel the, uh, the curtain back here and admit that I haven't listened to every episode, shock horror, of the park runner. Oh, my goodness. I know, right? right? I'm, You're sacked, PK. That's it. That's it. That's it, yeah. You can leave now. <laughs> Life gets <a> lot. <laughs> I missed the episode or episodes where you referred to these different indexes. And I, I've heard of the V-Index, yeah. There's another one, the Wilson Index, and I love that, that you guys refer to it every now and then. But I'm also thinking about those that might have just tuned in and gone. And I know the whole idea is there for you need to go back and listen to the episode where we talked about what the Wilson Index is. But can we just enlighten me and others as to what the Wilson Index is, for example? For, for those who haven't heard of the Wilson Index before, every event has a number. So, for example, you were run director at Mount Barker on the weekend. It would have been event number, do you know what? 291. Okay, 291. So, if, if you had run at Mount Barker on the weekend, you would have earned a 291 for your Wilson Index. Right. So, the Wilson Index is the number of events starting at number one that you have attended across all the park runs you've ever attended. So, if you've ever attended a launch, you've got a one. Mm-hmm. So, if you went to the very first of a park run and then you ran there for 50 weeks in a row and never had a break, never volunteered, you would have a Wilson Index of 50. And so it's it's the number of events that you've got in a row 
So, okay. for example, my Wilson Index is currently three because I've never been to an event number four or five. But if oh. I got a four and a five, my Wilson Index would actually jump to nine because right. the next number I'm missing is a 10. Yes, I love it. That's good. Now I totally get it. And I, and I totally get the fascination with it, yeah, because because like with 291, like obviously there's going to be a whole lot of different gaps there. I've done, I don't know how many park runs, 130-odd, whatever. But, um, yeah, there's obviously going to be a lot of gaps. But uh, Lots of people use it. Some people exclusively decide where they're going based on their Wilson Index. They don't need a brand-new event or, or anything like that. Well, I'm now totally enlightened. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. And, yeah, I mean – the running challenges in general, big, big rabbit hole to fall down, yeah. but fun, very fun. I love it. I love it. And it just adds, adds to the fun that is parkrun, isn't it, really, doesn't it? It does. Okay, now we're going to chat with some excellent Parkrun ambassadors. They are a new form of ambassadors that uh, have been added uh, not long ago. They are Parkrun ambassadors for photography and video. So Parkrun photography and video ambassadors. I'm talking about Paul and Charlie Butler. Welcome, Paul and Charlie. How are you going? How are we doing? Excellent. Thank you, PK. So, Charlie and Paul, you guys uh, have come on board recently as uh, the Parkrun Photography and Video Ambassadors. Uh, I know you well because you are part of the Mount Barker team and uh, you have done some fabulous work uh, for our local Parkrun. And, uh, yeah, it's been uh, noticed uh, by the Parkrun world and uh, you guys have been elevated to this uh, awesome role. How, how did it feel when you were contacted by Parkrun and told that you were, were offered, I suppose, the role of the ambassadors? Um, yeah, thank you, PK. Uh, fantastic. It was great. I got a call from Carol um, at Parkrun HQ and uh, she talked to him. Must have been every time I speak with Carol, I end up um, feeling very excited and inspired. Um, she's fantastic to talk to. But such an honour for us, for Charlie and I, to be given the opportunity to do something that we really enjoy doing and be able to uh, to contribute in this way. It's been really exciting so far and we're thoroughly enjoying it. To be honest, when it was first sort of happening, I didn't really know what was going on because, well, that's how I usually am. I'm a teenage boy. I never really know what's happening. <laughs> But then when we started talking about being ambassadors, I thought that it was a pretty incredible opportunity and we were both really excited to be a part of something like that. Yeah, well, I suppose you've been doing photography and video as well, Charlie, awesome work, um, for Parkrun for a while now. Um, what does it mean to be an ambassador? How does it change your role? It makes me feel more important. <laughs> um, my well, my favourite thing has been getting the uh, Parkrun email, definitely, getting charlie.butler at parkrun.com. <laughs> was the most important part for me because that felt pretty awesome. But mainly it's been being a part of something so much bigger. At Mount Barker, a lot of the videos are sort of for events coming up and small things like uh, birthday celebrations. But then doing some of the video work for Parkrun Australia, promoting things like Volunteer Week, it's just so exciting to be a part of something that's so much bigger and that means so much more. It's a wonderful role that you guys are both very talented at doing. I know I've seen your work over the previous years. Can you each give us a little bit of a back history into how you first 
came to know about Parkrun, how you got involved, how you started volunteering? Um, yeah, I saw about it in our local paper. I saw that it was coming to Mount Barker, which is a town in the Adelaide Hills, not very far away from, from where we live. And at the time, I'd been playing uh, indoor soccer and getting a bit too old to be playing indoor soccer. We were getting thrashed and I thought it's only a matter of time before I, I get injured. So I was looking for something else to try. And so I saw that this thing called Parkrun was coming and that was in 2014. And I decided to go along and uh, give it a go. And I took Charlie with me and uh, Tilly, my daughter as well. And off we went and had no idea at the time just how much uh, it was going to change my life, just how significant and enjoyable and uh, what a huge thing it was going to become uh, for me. The first time I went, uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Charlie probably wasn't quite so enthusiastic about the whole idea, were you, Charlie? I wasn't. I didn't really enjoy it. I was a chubby eleven-year-old. Taking them along to a five-kilometer run is really not a good idea. I remember though, Dad brought himself a backpack with a drink bottle and some bananas just in case the distance was too long, <laughs> which I thought was great. Were they for you, Charlie, or were they for Paul? I think they were just for him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you guys uh, discover joy of volunteering? I first used volunteering as a way to get out of running because <laughs> when I first found out that I could take photos, I thought, hey, this is a great opportunity to go along to park run and then not have to do any of the hard work of actually running. That soon turned into me realising what a great community it is and then I started actually running, but it was really just an excuse at first because I felt guilty for not wanting to go along. And for me, I'd, I'd probably been going for about a year and been going along to park run and enjoying it, and I'd finish my run and uh, pack up and, and go home. But a friend of mine said one time that he was going to volunteer, and I thought, oh, yeah, I should probably do the same. And given the fact that I had an interest in photography, it was naturally that I would do the photography role. But I, I just remember turning up, and the event director at the time um, came over and had a chat and said, you must be Paul. And when, um, she made uh, Facebook friends with me so that I could upload the photos. And I think it was pretty much from that day onwards that it all really changed because then I really felt like I was part of the group. I started to learn people's names, find out how it all worked. And I think that the best thing for me was just that people were really uh, appreciative of what I did and and I enjoyed taking photos anyway. So it just uh, really encouraged that and became a, a really uh, supportive and, and encouraging thing. And then, of course, Charlie became interested in photography as well. And and so um, he started to uh, take on the role too. You you've gone to park run together as a family to start with, albeit Charlie a little bit reluctantly, but that's burgeoned into a, a obvious love for the community that's there. How has that impacted your relationship, both of you? You know, getting into the photography and enjoying your time at park run. It's been great. Um, so it's been really good to have something that we share a real interest in. And initially, we would photograph together um, for the first couple of times. And what what always fascinates me is that we could go along to the same park run on the same day with the same people and come away with different photos, different looking photos. And so it's really interesting to see the different take. And yeah, Charlie's got a, a really creative flair about him and his photography. And then subsequently, when he got into video, videos as well, um, he would just try things that I hadn't even thought of doing, which I found really quite fascinating. So it's been an opportunity for us in terms of the way that 
we relate to each other to, um, to have something you know important and significant that we we can talk about you know and probably balances out all the other stupid stuff that we talk to we talk about on the way to and from parkrun as well yeah i think it's really helpful also to have that sort of barrier um that's why we first did it both together because i was so nervous about not being able to get those extra shots that i needed so it's really good that we can rely on each other and so when i get terrible photos i'm able to use some of his and then it looks like we did a decent job when really he did all the work yeah uh, your um dedication to the craft of photography and videography both of you is is stunning and congratulations to you both because you both create uh, awesome work that is well admired by uh, by everyone and you're doing it you know in a volunteer role for free and and you know and the work lives on forever you know, in perpetuity um but look i think it's awesome the stuff that you're doing uh, i'm intrigued to know charlie as to your interest in video um uh, i'd like to i suppose ask um how that has uh, evolved um you've obviously we've done a little bit of work and probably the highlight of your video world is uh, video life has been when um when you and i did um, uh, the first Parkrun Adventures uh, vodcast yeah. for news, the Newsday Double. Anyway, that's available on the Parkrun Adventures Facebook page for any of those who haven't seen it. Um, but then when you brought out the awesome work for the uh, Mount Barker birthday celebrations, which was a lot of fun, but in all seriousness, um, for those um, who are uh, unaware, you've gone on to do some great stuff with Chopfest. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that and how and has Parkrun helped that did uh, or did that help Parkrun? Well, it's been pretty awesome with Parkrun because everyone in the community has been so supportive. So when I first got into it, I thought it was a great opportunity to do my first sort of video. So I remember probably when around Parkrun, Mount Barker Parkrun's second birthday, I did a little video for them. And then ever since then, I kept doing more and more videos. And the great thing about it was it didn't matter if the videos weren't good enough. It wasn't a paid client. So it was just such a relaxed opportunity for me to develop my skills. Mm. So, you, I, yeah, even I can see my work has definitely improved over the past four or so years. And that was to the point where I was comfortable enough to be able to do a short film for Tropfest. So that was one that involved all of our family. Uh, which was an interesting process because no one in our family is really actors except for my sister. And that was really about the main, yeah, that was the main challenge, trying to get good content out of dad. <laughs> not, not to be mean to dad. It, actually, funnily enough, he won best actor at the competition, which was really strange. Well, Charlie, actors are only as good as their directors. I like that. I'm going to start saying that. That's basically my trophy then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll note that the trophy has ended up in Charlie's bedroom, by the way, but, you know, we're not talking about that. <laughs> it, you know, it was a bit rough. I mean, I spent eight months on the film. It was my pride and joy. And then Dad goes away with the award. <laughs> it really wasn't fair. He should have won. I should have won. He should have won. No, but, yeah, it was a really exciting project to work on and definitely challenging, but really enjoyed that one. Yeah, in terms of Parkrun, though, one of the things that's fantastic about the particular community that we've got at Mount Barker is that people are very used to having their photo taken or being on film. And so it's just become part of the norm. People know that they turn up there and a ph the photographer doesn't really have to do a lot to talk people into it. People are jumping in front of the lens to get their picture taken. 
And so because people are so used to that, um, because we've had, you know, such a quite an investment in photography and, and videography that um, it means that uh, Charlie's been able to get lots of really good practice in there um, with lots of people who are always willing to do their bit and, and be in front of the camera. That's actually how I got comfortable enough to be able to go up and talk to people because I do a lot of event photography now where you need to ask people to get your photos taken and it's so challenging to go up to a stranger and ask them if you can take a photo of them. That's like a weird thing to do. But at Mount Barker, I don't think anyone's ever actually said no to me. So that was just such a good way to build my confidence. Everyone's so willing, everyone's so used to it, and everyone's so supportive there of what we do. Do you have any tips for any burgeoning photographers out there or any just, I mean, volunteers who take on the role? I know it's a role that uh, is traditionally really difficult to fill at a lot of events because people have this fear of not taking good photos or or perhaps it's that interaction with people and asking if they can take their photos. Have you got any tips for those people? Well, the strategy that we usually use is if someone's really new to doing photography, I'll go along and I'll take photos as their backup. So that's what I did with dad. And that's pretty much the only reason that I was ever comfortable enough to go and take photos is because I knew that if everything did fail, I'd have a backup. But I think the main thing in terms of getting group photos is just to be loud and to be confident. PK knows a lot about that. I don't think he has any issues with doing that. Um, But I found that waiting around sort of to politely ask for a photo is quite challenging sometimes because people are focused on their conversations and just having the confidence to know what you're doing and just go up to someone and talk to them is the main thing to be able to get good shots, I reckon. That's right. I think just being willing to jump in and do it. And the fact is that people really appreciate when someone volunteers as a photographer. And I found it quite fascinating. There's not many events where people get a pretty much a weekly photograph of themselves and sometimes when we look back over the, you know, to get someone's milestones pictures together, um, it's really interesting to see how much people have changed in the last, you know, two or three years. It's pretty, it is quite unique to get community photographs like that. And people really appreciate it. And I'm sometimes reminded of that when, you know, I've gone to post a photograph and it hasn't quite worked. And I thought, oh, should I put that one in or not? And uh, someone's, you know, afterwards said, oh, where's my picture? So people like to see their pictures. Totally. And uh, and talking of the way people have changed, certainly um, I've looked back at some of your photos, Charlie, and the uh, the 11-year-old uh, versus the current uh, late teen. Uh, yeah, it's certainly an evolution there, and I'm not just talking about your awesome hairstyle either. Yeah, that that's changed a lot, actually. About two, three years ago, I just didn't get a haircut and decided, let's just go for it. Let's just see how long it goes. <laughs> Well, it was great to see uh, the Afro out in the pics that I've seen from uh, your, the awesome conference that you guys have just been at. So you guys are obviously fresh from the Parkrun Ambassadors Conference. How was that for you both? Exciting. Exciting times. Now, the conference was, was just brilliant. Um, to have such a group of in, uh, yeah, inspiring, enthusiastic people there, uh, it, was, it was fantastic. It was one of the best conferences I've ever been to. Um, Thoroughly loved it. Uh, there were so many good things to take away from that. Um, but one of the main things I came away with is the line that was used a few times that you know, Parkrun is changing people's lives. Mm. To be part of that, yeah, just inspired and totally glad to be on board. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's why I was so excited to be an ambassador is that it is it is being a part of something that huge. And 
doing media content can really promote parkrun and the idea is that if we get someone inspired to go and try out parkrun it really is changing lives which is just is such an incredible thing to be a part of i reckon and the fact is that parkrun wouldn't have the buzz that it has if there weren't photos recording the event mm. I would agree 100%. So that brings me to the next thing. What exciting projects have you got in the pipeline for future photography or video things that we might be able to see in the parkrun world? Anything that's not secret? (laughs) (laughs) We've got a few plans, yeah. Um, One of the things we want to get out is just get out and visit more places. So we we have we do tend to do a lot of stuff at, at Mount Barker, our home one, but we want to go out and find other ones, which would be great. Um, we are also thinking of doing another advert. We did an advert for the fifth birthday uh, for Mount Barker. We're thinking of doing an advert for the New Year's Day double um, coming up this year. Great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Only if you pay double what you paid me last year, I'm happy to be in it. <laughs> it sounds good. I think. Don't don't forget New Year's Double. You get two pack runs for the price of one PK. So you're on a, you're ahead on that one already. Your script, seriously, the script that you and Charlie and this is another seriously. You guys reckon you don't have good content? Seriously, the script that you guys have rolled out the last two years leading up to to the double it has to be seen to be believed. And um, anyway, that's just yeah. Uh, you're you're very funny. I love your the combination of wit and youthful uh, exuberance is just is phenomenal, and it's 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 so um, refreshing to have um, have you both um, both uh, do what you do at Park at. Uh, Mount Barker, but also now unleashed on the world, and I think it's a fabulous thing that Parkrun has done this um, uh, for you know, to, and, and I suppose uh, embraced. Um, and, and as Mel said, you know, who knows where it's going to lead and the opportunities that it's going to going to bring. Thank you very much for joining us this week, Butler Gentlemen. It has been delightful having you on. You did a fabulous job at the conference with the projects that you were doing on site and buzzing around you were always there often very close in people's faces but I'm sure nobody took it personally um cannot wait to see what wonderful creative things come out of the parkrun universe in terms of photography and video in the future from you guys so thank you very much for joining us this week on the pod thank you for having us yeah thank you very much indeed it's a pleasure Good morning Parkrun Adventures and g'day Mel, it's Lyndall and this week I'm reporting in from Chermside Parkrun for their fourth birthday, Um, they have a theme, I'm yet to find out if they have cake but I'll be on the lookout for that I assure you. Their theme is bright and shiny so I have shown up in a pair of bright gold tights that quite frankly aren't designed for running in so this is going to be interesting, Um, it is a bit of fun. Um, I have got my Channel 5 News Crew press card on me, so maybe that will give me a bit of uh, um, respect because I'll tell you what, these tights are utterly ridiculous. Um, on the flip side, hopefully I'm not uh, bringing the Channel 5 News Crew into disrepute by wearing these things. Um, now, so the it sounds like there's a bit of a hush and um, the briefing's about to start, so I'll get going and catch up after the run. 
So today at Chermside Park Run, um, the theme, as I said before, was shiny and bright. Um, and we're all shining today for Eva. Um, so I've here with Eva's parents. It was a fundraiser today and they'll tell us all about it. So how are you today? What's your name? Hi, my name's Alicia. Um, I'm Eva's mum. And yeah, it was a really good day. We had a great turnout. Excellent. It did look like a great turnout today. Yeah, hi, I'm Dan, Eva's dad, and uh, we've had a good fun uh, run this morning, uh, and now we're just feeding Eva. Yeah. <laughs> Life goes on, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, today was a fundraiser for a particular charity that you guys are involved with. Would you like to tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so the um, charity's called Amy and Friends uh, Cocaine Syndrome charity it's actually a UK based charity um, there's not one based in Australia just because it's such a rare condition there's only seven children in Australia with the condition so um, there's a, a large charity in the UK called Amy and Friends and also one in the um, states called um, Karen Sharon Sharon Care, Sharon Care. <laughs> yeah. so they support um, I guess worldwide families with cocaine syndrome um, so it's called Amy and Friends because um, the lady that started it her daughter has cocaine syndrome um, and her her name's Amy, so it's just about Amy and her friends. Um, so the the I guess the reason for the charity is to raise awareness, I guess primarily for cocaine syndrome, um, and also I guess any genetic rare diseases because there's so many of them that don't really a lot of people don't know about. Um, and also is to raise money for um, research, um, and I guess largely as well, it's to provide a lot of family and connectivity to the uh, sorry support and connectivity to the families um, with it. Um, so we know, know people all over the world with it now. Um, and we were lucky enough to go to the conference a couple of years ago in um, the UK to meet all of them and to meet a lot of the doctors that are funding, doing the research into it as well. It must be really comforting with a child. I can't imagine what that's like to have a child that you know, has such a rare condition. It must be hard to understand sometimes what's going on. So having that support across the world must be really comforting. It is, yeah, definitely. And there's a Facebook group that we all... Uh, are a part of and any questions that someone has is, uh, is always answered by everyone who's been through that experience or, um, or knows something about it. Yeah, so definitely it helps a lot. Yeah, fantastic. And that connectivity, I guess, is something that you've also got from Parkrun here at Chermside? Absolutely. Um, I think probably when Eva was diagnosed, um, or when she was born three years ago and diagnosed two years ago, um, having some normalcy in our life, I guess, was really important. And having such a great Parkrun community at Chermside really, I, I guess, assisted us to continue that. So um, we've got a lot of friends that we brought um, to Parkrun, but also made at Parkrun. Um, and I, they have been a huge um, factor in, in helping us feel that normalcy, I suppose. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> uh, well, we, uh, we've we been just uh, partaking in Parkrun for a little while now, yeah. uh, for a few years. And uh, when we went over to England uh, for the conference, we did a few Parkruns over yes. there. It was really <laughs> interesting to get around and see some of the different park runs yeah so it's uh, it's always a friendly atmosphere and and very welcoming and uh yeah so running seems to be a community of friendly people that's yeah. a nice thing and any highlights from park run in england for you well, we did Edinburgh Park Run, yeah, which was, was freezing, wasn't it? But, yeah. um, it was beautiful. It was like along the water and it was just absolutely amazing. So yeah. we really loved that one. Um, but I think they were all 
really good for their own reasons. It was just lovely seeing the different scenery and, yeah, definitely had to dress up nice and warm, though. (laughs) We went in the middle of winter, so. Mm. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for talking to me um, and for sharing your story with Eva and the the connections that you've had with Parkrun. I think all of us have that for some level anyway with Parkrun, but I'm sure it must be really special to you with the the life that you have. So thank you for sharing. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks very much. Now, I've just caught up with Henry, a vision-impaired runner, and his guide. How are you guys going today? Doing really well, thanks. Henry did better than I did, so... Oh, I prefer that. <laughs> uh, it was run, a fun, fun, fun run. Fun, fun, fun um, run. There's a, uh, a soft tether um, that sort of goes between our wrists, and I think Robert crossed the line marginally ahead of I... Uh, uh, than, than me, oh, so... Uh, that's against the rules officially, isn't it? Yeah, something like that, I don't know. <laughs> There are any rules at this point, but uh, yeah. <laughs> not at Park Run, there's not. <laughs> no, it's all about smiling and having a good time. Yeah. That's sure. it. And this is your first Park Run together, I hear. Um, this is our first Park Run together. Um, Robert uh, signed up to guide the Bridge to Brisbane, which is tomorrow. Um, so we went for our first training run last week. That went well. Um, we both survived and... Uh, all the bi- important bits and pieces attached. So, um, um, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to many more runs with him, if he if he can put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit of a partnership, isn't it? So, Robert, yeah. what's it like for you guiding runners in general and Henry? Uh, I think it's it's your payback to the community. Uh, if I enjoy, you know, contributing back, but it does highlight when you do your workshop and you get blindfolded, what it means to lose one of your senses and how important communication and trust is and that means a lot of talking and trust and building a relationship so it's like anything in life and uh, and doing that you both enjoy it and you know but it's um it's it can be stressful with all the runners especially on a out and back course where you've got runners coming both ways yep, yep. to make sure that you're keeping aware and giving a notice and you know passing people and making sure there's no accidents but it's, um, it's, I feel, you know, proud to be doing it. And um, Henry is a pretty quick runner. I've yeah. d- I, but I got into it as well as a way of um, also recovering from an Achilles tendon injury where I couldn't run much. And I wanted to just tool, do park runs and contribute to the running community. And so some of the gui- people I've guided, you know, take 50 minutes. Others take, you know, like Henry and we did just over 30 minutes today. So it's a, it's a fun experience. Yeah, yeah, it is. What what does it mean to you, Henry, to have someone guide you to be able to run? Basically, facilitates getting out and doing an exercise that I was previously not able to do. Um, I'm passionate about fitness and I'm passionate about getting out and also promoting uh, exercise and fitness amongst others who might find it more challenging than most to, to, to do these things. So for me, it, it gets me out um, and it keeps me fit, keeps me honest. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a very goal-orientated person. So, um, you know, betting a PB or, um, you know, training for a half marathon or something is, is um, something that's phenomenal for just, just focus and, um, and sort of... You know, questioning, questioning the, the the limits that you put on yourself. So, yep. it's part of my role with 
the Achilles Running Club here in Brisbane. Um, that you know, that's what they're all about. They they they, uh, they get people out. They encourage and support people to just become more active in the, the local community. So it's something that I'm really passionate about. So fantastic. And look, it's a really nice connection with Parkrun because. Parkrun is not just about the running, it's about the connections that you make. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And it, it's, it's, it's setting good routines. You know, it's, it's so easy to sleep in. For me, the more exercise I do, the more energy I have. Yep. Um, it's sort of, um, you know, you obviously reach a, reach a point where that, that benefit <laughs> rubs off if, 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 you, if you exercise too much, but it, it really gives you um, the energy you need I think to, to, to do all the things that you need to do is as part of a pretty pretty busy life so yeah. 100% now you've got an involvement with the Achilles Club here in Brisbane you said um that's right I, I'm, I'm one of the two uh, co-presidents um so they're looking to grow and encourage people both to come and run um with any you know, form of visual impairment or mm-hmm. or other other challenge, uh, and also to volunteer as as uh, as running guides. So, um, you know, they they're looking for people all the time, um, and they've also got chapters in Sydney and Melbourne as well. Yeah. So it's it's a global thing, and um, you know, I, I think I think you know since Parkrun has started, they've they've really tried to. Um, um, you know, become more involved with park runs as well. So it's, I think it's great. Fantastic. And that's how you got involved, Robert, you were saying? You came to a session at a park run? Well, I saw a... I used to live in Malaysia and I finished a half marathon over there and I saw a guide leading someone over. And they weren't from Achilles, but they were leading a visually impaired runner over the finish line. I thought, that'd be great. Uh, our family's had a history of macular degeneration, so my mum is suffering from lack of eyesight now and fading. So it's my thing of getting involved, and I thought, how could I do it? I saw it at Sydney Half Marathon last year, a group of Achilles runners guiding someone past me, going a million miles an hour faster than I am. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And then through my running club in training, they had a workshop at Rocks Riverside Park Run, and I did that, came home, and as soon as I got home, I went on the website and signed up for it. And um, it's just been a wealth good journey there and wearing the achilles um t-shirt as a, with the guide on it and the runner with their achilles t-shirt going by everyone gives you so much respect and i think it helps a lot with the um the public awareness of you know not only what visually impaired people can do yes. um and how okay they might have an impairment but they can still participate in a lot of the same sports and that we do and still enjoy it and have fun and the number of people who say hello and come up and cheer you on and get to know you, it's great. So, Fantastic. And there's always volunteers for, you know, people have their guide dogs as well. And there's other park runners who'll come and take the, the guide dog for a walk while the yes. runner's doing the run. And that's great because that helps a lot in, you know, building the uh, yeah. community yeah. They're, spirit. They're, they're almost, uh, they're nearly fights over, over who gets to, to walk the, 
the guide dogs. So yeah, um, yeah let oh, someone do nice. the hard work of running with the human, and I'll have the fun job of patting the dog. Pretty much. <laughs> and then there's right. always the traditional park run, go for the coffee and breakfast after it. It's all part of it, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, thank you guys. Thank you to both of you for talking to me, and well done. Thank on you very being much. Such great ambassadors for the Achilles Club. For anyone that's interested, there is an information session um, here at Chermside Park Run in just a few weeks' time. So of September. 28th of September. So if you're interested, have a look um, or contact the Achilles Foundation um, directly. Get involved. Thank you. Now, after all that uh, talk about looking not very appropriate in my gold tights, I've found someone else in the same tights and happens to be the event director, Bradley. How are you today? I'm feeling fabulous. How are you? Oh, look, how can you not be fabulous in tights like ours, hey? Yes, it's great. I was, I was glad that I was not the only one wearing them today. So was I. <laughs> now, how was your day today? Um, pretty stress-free. We um, have a great run director team and we're very organised, so it went off pretty much without a hitch today. Excellent. Um, and I saw that you took the uh, option to volunteer today instead of running in your gold tights. That was a good choice. Very much so. I <laughs> wouldn't want to be out there in this. I ran in a cow onesie a few years ago and that was a big mistake. <laughs> you see, you've learnt from your mistakes. I have not yet. So, um, and now your fourth, fourth anniversary here at Chermside. Have you been involved in Chermside for the whole time? Uh, yes, first as a runner and then as a volunteer and now as an event director. And how did you first get involved in parkrun? Uh, my mum told me about it. She heard an interview on ABC Radio and she told me about it. She knew I was interested in running, so I went along to Mitchelton. And then when Chermside started, I came over here. Yeah. And what do you like most about parkrun? The fact that everyone gets cheered across the line, no matter how fast, no matter how slow you are, there's something for everyone. Even gold tights? Well, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for talking to me today and thank you so much for the contribution that you've made to Park One over the years, first at Mitchelton and now here at Chermside. Thanks so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you. All righty then, Park Run adventurers. I think I will call out a wrap from Chermside Park Run. Um, plenty of sparkly things, lots of really good will here today with the Achilles runners um, and shining for Eva. So this is Lyndall signing off for the Channel 5 News crew from Chermside Park Run in Brisbane. Howdy park runners, it's Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. Today Jack and I have ventured over to the western Victorian town of Nil. We're out in a lovely park and Mel, you've got to bring the kids here. This park has everything, it is awesome. Um, we're about to go for a run out. I, I think we run out around a, a swamp and around a lake or across a boardwalk by the looks of things where the course is marked out. So. Uh, We'll check in a little bit later, but uh, the day cannot see a cloud in the sky. It is beautiful out here. A little frosty, but it's a beautiful day. We'll check in later. Cheers. Howdy park runners. We've finished the nil park run. I'm here with the young fella, Zane. Zane, uh, about a K, you were running in front of me and you just disappeared from sight. What happened? Ah, uh, tripped over a rock. Yeah, it took a bit of a stack, face planted, but you bounced yeah. up pretty quick. Yeah. Tried to not let it um, affect my run. So. No, you still finished pretty well. You finished second, so you finished pretty strongly too at the end. Yeah. Yeah, you were running really well. Mm. And uh, is this your home park run? Or? Uh, no, we live in Geelong, but we come up here a lot because we do renovations on houses, so I love doing this every Saturday. Cool. It's a lovely little course out there, isn't it, yeah, around it is. the lake? Nice and sunny. Yeah, 
and uh, it was pretty dry today. Is it? Has it been a bit damp over winter out here? Uh, yeah, it has a few times, but mostly sunny. I kitted up in my trail shoes thinking it was going to be a bit wet and muddy and uh, yeah, probably could have done it in a pair of road shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you're all right. A little bit of claret there. So you've joined the Stack Club, the Park Run yep. Stack Club. Well done. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Thanks a lot, yeah. Zane. Thank you. Cheers. Park Runners, I'm here with Bev. Bev's the founding ED at Nil. Uh, Bev, we've just been out for a run around your course. It's a beautiful course out there. Can you give us a bit of a description of your course? Oh, well, it's a, a great uh, great way to run, walk. Uh, we have a lake. You have to go out around the lake. It's very pretty, especially on a cold, frosty morning when nobody wants to come. But the mist over the lake is just beautiful. And, yes, the people just love. I think I've had one person who hasn't liked our course. An amazing amount of water birds out there today. There's, there's birds, there, bird life everywhere. Yes, yeah, we're a bit lucky. Yeah. We've had a good rain recently and it's it's really lovely. Yeah. Nil, Nil's a, a fairly small town. What uh, made you want to bring Park Run to Nil? Well, I, originally I'd been up with my daughter and son-in-law up at the top of New South Wales, Kingscliff, and I went out with them a few times and just thought how wonderful it was and, and thought how good it would be to bring it to Nil. Yeah. And uh, look, I've been to a lot of different park runs and this is the first time I've seen people turn up with urns and plates of cake other than at anniversaries. This looks like a bit of a normal thing because there was a few people turning up with urns today. Yeah, we don't do it all the time. Every now and then we do it because the thing that um, we find hard, there's no coffee shop close by. We've got to go away back down the street and we like to pick the people together. So every now and then we have a morning coffee. They never know when it's going to be. Yeah. A great little uh, sense of community. I got here this morning and look, there wasn't too many people here, but everyone was just out having a chat. And as you walked up, very welcoming, which I love to see at a park run. You know, we had so many people come up and introduce themselves. It's a really great feel about the park run. Yes, we're only small here, but I think perhaps our advantage is we can talk to people when they come and make them feel welcome. And uh, it's our benefit because we get to know lots of people and... Um, I met Tony here at Wangaratta and uh, it was lovely to see him come to our park run this morning and yeah it's just a friendly a friendly place to be on a Saturday morning. Yep, no, well done look you've created a great little thing here and I really did enjoy your course out there as I said I just can't get over how many birds were flying around the wetlands um, obviously over summer probably don't have as much water out in the lake but uh, at the moment it's beautiful out there. Yeah no we do um, sometimes they put water into it for us and so uh, yeah, it's usually pretty good. And uh, for facilities at your park run, I see you've got the toilets just up. Now, I said in my intro, I did a little intro spiel, you've got a great playground here for kids yes, too. Yes, it is good, yes. You know, we're very fortunate and we've got the town, like the town, uh, people come through the town. We are not haven't been uh, bypassed yet. Yep. So that's uh, fortunate. All right, we might wrap it up there. I might have to go and jump on the big slide over there. Are you and have going a go. to quickly have a coffee before you go? I will You'll do, yeah. 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 All right, thank you, Tony. Lovely talking to Thanks, you. Thanks, Bev. Great park run. Bye. Hello, park run adventurers. This is uh, Mark reporting in from Dubbo Park Run. We're out here for the uh, Dubbo Stampede, which is being held tomorrow, and uh, also collecting our D for the Alphabet Challenge. Um, so, Dubbo is uh, northwest of Sydney by approximately 400 kilometres. Major industry here is um, really based around agriculture, but tourism is also quite a big industry with, um, with the Taronga Zoo that we mentioned before. Uh, Dubbo Park Run is based along the um, Macquarie River. And we're about to have our briefing session and um, we'll catch up with a few other Park Run adventurers.
We were just uh, finished um, Dubbo Parkrun, and it's, uh, that's a beautiful course, actually. And I'm with Simon from the Ponds. Sorry, Simon. G'day, Mark. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and is this your first time at Dubbo? First time at Dubbo. Absolutely loved it. Um, out and back course, around the river, looks beautiful. Friendly crowd. Yeah. So good, yeah. It's, it's a big crowd here. Um, obviously, a lot of people coming out to um, the Dubbo CMP tomorrow. You taking part? Yep, doing the uh, Zebra Zoom, which yep. is the half tomorrow. Um, it's part of the New South Wales Regional, Western Regional Running Championship. So I've done Bathurst and Orange. And last week, I can't even remember, it was Mudgy, Mudgy last week, okay. Dubbo this week, and then we've got Forbes and Carcor. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, what kind of time are you aiming for tomorrow? Um, Anything under 2.15 would be fantastic. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably see me around that pace as well. <laughs> uh, get out much and do much parkrun adventuring? Try to. That's why this New South Wales regional running is so good, because we've been able to do the parkrun. We go away for the weekend, live in Sydney, Yeah. come up, go to a country parkrun that you've never done before, like today. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you were saying before that you've, um, you've come and visited Canberra, where, where I'm from. Yep, um, we did Burley Griffin, again, when there was a Canberra running festival on. Um, again, a beautiful course. Mm. Kangaroos everywhere. Yeah. And minus three degrees, I think it was. It's the, uh, That's ideal running weather. <laughs> One would think so, but when you get there and your fingers are almost falling off, I don't know about that, but this morning, for instance, cold to begin with, and now it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, well, hopefully similar conditions tomorrow. Fantastic, yes, right. hope so. Cool, thanks, Simon. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. All right, with a couple of... Uh, other park runners and um, got some people here from Queenston, Maine, I believe. Yeah, Queenston, Maine. What's your name? Glenn. And we got Bethany and Lisa from Dubbo. Dubbo. So we've got we've actually got a local here amongst <laughs> all these runners here. Like this high proportion of tourists. So tourists. yeah. And what, I'm related to one of the Dubboers. So. <laughs> and what brought you to Dubbo today? Uh, the stampede that's on tomorrow. Yeah. The, the half marathon for tomorrow. So I'm up here doing the warm up today and then the half marathon tomorrow. Excellent. And uh, got a time in mind for tomorrow? Finishing. Finishing that's, upright. Look, that's uh, I'm hoping going. to break 220. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, so and have you been to Dubbo Park Run before? Yes, this is my third Dubbo Park Run. Okay, uh, PB today. I can brag. Yes, oh, excellent. Well yes. done. Yeah, no. So, you, you were meant to taking easy today though yeah, for we tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, no, I was aiming for PB, <laughs> but it slipped out. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you must be feeling pretty, pretty good and pretty loose then to, to uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, loose except for the knee, the back, the hips, but other than that, the rest yeah. is pretty loose. Yes, <laughs> all right. Um, do you get out much, do much parkrun adventuring? Uh, I've done 13 different ones. Okay, what are your highlights? Uh, my home park run at Queen's Domain is one of my favorite ones. Um, I just like getting out and meeting people and getting being part of different communities and seeing different places in the country. Yep, and as a, as a Dubbo local, how many Dubbo park runs have you done? I think I'm up to 31. 31? <laughs> yep, yep. I'm up to 72. 72? Yes. So you've been you've been here for you know, about half the time. Yeah, that it's been running. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we st I started I started two years ago last week actually. Okay, happy yeah. birthday! Oh, thank you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> was the week before the stampede. Two years ago, I started park running. Uh, and and what got you into park run? The community. The I guess getting out, doing the the exercise, really doing the five k run, and then it was the community that kept me here. Yeah. The motivation, the, motivation, the support, the 
the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Really. It doesn't matter what pace you're doing. There's someone that'll walk with you. There's yeah. someone that'll push you if you're going for a PB. There's always someone there that will either be like, yep, walk with me or yeah, go faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good. And you, you, are you both doing the stampede tomorrow as well? No. I, I'm doing the half with Dad. Very good. And, and how many halves have you done? Uh, this will be my second stampede half. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is it a good course? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good course, this, the, the stampede course. It's relatively flat except for the last five kilometres around the zoo, but yeah. the rest is relatively flat. So The zoo's a killer. There's good heels in it. Right at the end. Right yeah, at the awesome. end. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks very much and um, best of luck for tomorrow. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. With Tim now, who's one, one of the run directors here. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. So, event number 211 at Dubbo Park Run. Yes. Recently celebrated a, a birthday. The fourth birthday, yes. Yeah, how did all that go? It was fantastic. Pajamas was the theme, and um, we had a we had a very good crowd. The weather was good for the day, so because our birthday's in the middle of winter, um, it can be. Last year it was minus seven. This year it was in the in the uh, positive numbers. So oh, good. Yeah, it might look coming from Canberra minus seven. That that <laughs> does hurt. I, I do appreciate that. And I did notice when you had your, your fourth birthday, there was a lot of um, chalk art out on the, yeah. on, the, on the footpath, a bit of motivation and yeah. celebration. Who, who does that? Uh, we're very lucky to have a couple of locals um, uh, who are here today. Um, Doug and Debbie, Debbie Aldis and Karen Pello also helps out. And they just volunteer their time and um, come down here the day before and do the, the unbelievable artwork. One benefit of it being so dry is that the artwork doesn't get washed off, yeah. but I would like to see it get washed off with a big dumping of rain. So, so um, there's a lot of tourists here today. A lot. A lot, and um, it's um, you know going to spike your numbers a bit. So you reckon about an extra hundred over the normal numbers? Um, not quite sure. Um, the the amount of tourists that come this weekend usually outweigh the locals who are. Uh, holding off from running because of the stampede tomorrow, um, but we should we should comfortably get over 300 today. Yeah, so your average is about 271, I think it was. So yeah, so some, some good numbers and some a lot of tourists here from mm. all parts of um, New South Wales and a bit yep. further abroad as well. Yep. Uh, how have you found um, Dubbo Park Run? How long have you been involved? I've been involved since the start. Um, Miriam Tan, who's, who is the event director here, uh, came up to me in a pub one night and asked if I owned a trundle wheel. Um, and that's how it, my involvement in Parkrun started and um, I've really enjoyed the role um, and didn't think I would enjoy um, and get as much as I would out of it being a vo- volunteering so much. Yeah. And what's been some of your highlights over the four years? Seeing people who didn't think that they could do 5Ks coming weekly now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I love seeing when the record's broken, but I, I love seeing when people achieve what they've been setting out to achieve, whether that's a 25-minute PB, a 30-minute PB, 30 PB, or an hour PB. Uh, I really enjoy that. Yeah, good. Now, now, one of the things that you got me excited about in the run briefing was um, breakfast. Tell me about that. Uh, so we're very lucky. We've got a cafe in town that supports us, and they do a deal for us afterwards. Um, they're called the Deaf Chef. They do a $10 bacon and egg roll and coffee for us. Um, they've got a really good setup there for us. We don't interrupt their normal daily Saturday business. It's well supported. We get about 20 people there every week, uh, and it's just a great great place to debrief afterwards and, and talk shop. You had me at egg and bacon roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll see you there. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> All right, thanks for your time. Thank you. Well, Parkrun Adventurers, we're done here at uh, Dubbo. We've had had breakfast. 
It's a Dubbo Park Run. It's an out and back course, a bit of mixture of path and a bit of trail along the river. It's a stunning course and a very friendly crowd. I uh, recommend that uh, we're out this way to uh, check out Dubbo Park Run. We'll catch you next time on the Park Run Adventures. How good were those reports? Awesome to hear my fellow roving reporters step up, step up to the plate and um, some great content in there from Lyndall, Tock and Mark. Uh, yeah. As always, as always. And, you know, the fact that Lyndall was sporting her gold tights for the shiny yeah. and bright theme at Termside yeah. too, you know, that's, that's extra level dedication right there. I've seen those tights and uh, I'm, again, bit of FOMO, bit, bit, bit envious of them. I do like a dress up. Lyndall, you look great. Well done. And, and Tok, uh, Tok was getting amongst it. He was. Meanwhile, like, yeah, talk uh, that interview with Zane wearing more claret. I don't know what it is, whether or not talk is the person responsible for people stacking because that's two roving reports in a row on separate weeks where he's spoken to someone who's stacked at Parkrun. So I, either he's causing it or he's just bad luck and perhaps if you're running at the same event as talk you need to make sure you look out for sticks and rocks because you're gonna, somebody's going down and it could be you. <laughs> I also want to give a shout-out to talk as well, mate. I know that you were doing roving reports well before I was and uh, it's an honour um, to follow in your footsteps and uh, to now be part of the team along with you, mate. So, um, yeah, keep doing awesome stuff, mate. And, and thanks also to Mark at Dubbo with um, all the Stampede stuff going on. It's it's a big deal, the Dubbo Stampede. Have you ever done it? Oh, me? No way. I've heard about it, though. It's, it's one of those events that's on my to-do list. But getting out to Dubbo in August is not necessarily easy. Who knows? Maybe one day, hopefully. Speaking of getting out to New South Wales, we have one launch on the calendar this week, and that is in Scone, um, at Bill Rose Sports Complex Park Run. So yeah. that's a bit exciting. New South Wales getting a new event. The Bill Rose Sports Complex. So that's because that's where the actual event is. Because that, that's the whole idea now, isn't it? That events are named after the place that that they are actually held at or in. Yes. Yeah, the, the park effectively or location that they start and finish in. So hopefully there'll be lots of scones uh uh, at Scone uh, for people to enjoy after they uh, go to the Bill Rose Sports Complex Park Run launch. I do like myself a good – well, I pronounce it Scone. So do I. I the, town, the town's not pronounced Scone, is it? I don't think so. And no. I'm, I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping no one um, has a stack and falls on their Scone or Scone. <laughs> well, hopefully um, talk stays away. But – you know what's going to happen this weekend, PK? I reckon Sunday is the beginning of September. It is. It's Well, not only is it Father's Day and Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there in Parkrun land, it is the first day of streaky September. Woo! It's back. Oh, and I need it. I need it big time because my my mileage, my kilometerage, if that's a thing, it's non-existent or has been non-existent. And this is the shiny beacon every year that gets me moving again, if not temporarily. <laughs> but it's a start. It's a good start. And look, you know, we've still got people streaking who started streaking on the 1st of September last year and they're still streaking now, which is an awesome, awesome legacy of, of this little idea that we had a couple of years ago on the pod. For, for, for those who are tuning in who may not have actually heard about Streaky September, uh, we just want to clarify you don't have to run naked. No, no. Clothing on is actually preferred. <laughs> we can if you want. 
We don't discriminate. Yeah, we don't discriminate. If you want to run without any clothes on, that is your prerogative. I would suggest not doing it in public because I believe the police have a different perspective on whether or not that's appropriate. So Three Q September is running um, or uh, getting out and being active every day of the month. It's a 2K. It's a walk or a run or we do actually have some people who, who streak with swimming. You know, they, they, they're trying to keep off the legs for whatever reason. They've had injuries and they – so they either mix it up with swimming or cycling or, yeah, it's like you say, it's being active every day. For us, Streaky September has always been minimum 2K. You can do more if you want to, um, but right. it's at your own pace. It's wherever you want to do it, whatever time of day you want to do it, as long as it's before that midnight striking pumpkin hour and it's every day in September if you can manage it. I do have memories, yeah, of listening into this time last year or maybe the year prior where Scott was talking about getting out um, with the family at like 11.29, you know, p.m. <laughs> after they've got home from the night out or whatever. Yes. So are we doing streaky September bingo? That is the big question. Yes, there will be streaky bingo. We do love to throw in some extra challenges for those who get a bit bored with just doing the, the minimum 2K every day and they want to, you know, they or they need need some extra motivation to get out there and do different fun things. Great. I love it. Another thing, you know, yet another thing to get amongst. Um, it's awesome. And I think it's a, a bit of fun and, and uh, people, and if they want to get involved, uh, obviously they don't have to, but if they want to, they can post about it and put hashtag streaky September up. And maybe if they also use the handle, uh, the Parkrun Adventurers handle, and also put in hashtag Streaky September, then um, my future fellow co-hosts and yourself will be able to note people doing it. Yeah, it'll be more, we're more likely to see it if they use both hashtags, uh, Streaky yeah. September and Parkrun Adventurers. And one last thing about Streaky September, there is an online open group on Facebook called Streak Your Way Every Day. So if any participants would like to head on over and join the group, you'll be able to get lots of motivation and share stories and inspiration from other streakers who are taking part of the fun. This group was actually started as the Streak Your um, the Streaky September group last year on the 1st of September, and there's a lot of people who've continued on, but they're more than happy to have everyone join them this year which is awesome sounds great i love it have you got any adventures planned or you're planning on being back at mount barker this weekend pk I might try. I might go and check out Pacanthi. They've got a new course there. They've had to change the course a bit, I think, because of the tree tree roots. Something to do with um, too much running over tree roots that were that needed a bit of uh, TLC. Or uh, I might head out maybe Jubilee Way. I don't know. There's a few things that I've got to work around. So yeah, I've got a few. I've, uh, I've got a few other adventures planned for later in the month. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. What about you? Do you know where you're going to be or is it going to be a surprise? Uh, well, no, this weekend I'm rostered on to run direct at Kiwana. So I'll be at home um, for the first time in a few weeks, which will be nice because I have back-to-back-to-back-to-back adventures planned for the whole month of September. Well, you're going um, to rock way ahead of Scotty. Not that it's a competition. <laughs> oh, it's a competition. But did I like you guys were... 77 each or something was that right or I don't know along those lines well we were um as at his last episode however he also ran at Kira on the weekend and I believe that was the first time he'd run there so he's probably snuck up to 78 oh well 
yeah, we'll, we'll keep you know an eye on what he's up to. And who knows, maybe he'll turn up as a roving reporter one of these days. Clearly, there's going to be big criteria for him to become a roving reporter. But uh, Oh, yeah. And look, know. I think this time I should let you guys set the criteria. As the current crew, you know, you, sh- you should come up with the challenges that the, the new reporters have to do. I think each of us maybe need to have a, a, a different a different element. There'll be a PK challenge, a Lindell challenge, a talk challenge, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like that idea. PK, thank you. It has been a wonderful first episode without Scotty, dare I say it. Um, I really appreciate it. As, as I said right in the intro, having you along for the ride, it's, it's been awesome having you here to chat all things Parkrun with me this week and I look forward to doing it again. I can't wait. Uh, it's been an honour, as I said at the very beginning, an honour to be uh, to be part of the Parkrun world, a small part, and to be able to help uh, spread the word. We we all know and love uh, Parkrun, or know how much we all love Parkrun, and we want more people to hear about it. Uh, and uh, thank you, and thanks for everything, and thanks for keeping the Parkrun uh, Adventures podcast alive. You know, you could have easily said, no, nah, I'm having a break." So. Much kudos goes to you, Mel. Um, uh, busy, you know, busy working in the parkrun world. A mum of two. Just yeah, good on you. And let's. Um, and I suppose we we want to make sure that it stays alive. And so we'll do all we can um, uh, as the co-hosts to make uh, your job as easy as possible. So yeah, let's let's continue it uh, uh, on its new evolution.